welcome to this, the first ever episode of the Bro You Haven't podcast. With me, Adam Clayden, self-proclaimed team leader Josh Aitken, and the voice man himself, JJ Harding. The place where three out-of-work performers ramble on about something for about 45 minutes. And what better place to start than with the video game that brought us three together. A tale of camaraderie, love, loss, deceit, and sometimes even gold bars. So, without further ado, it is Rockstar's epic 2018 release, Red Dead Redemption 2. Scarabop! Boys, an Englishman, a Scotsman and a pirate log into a Facebook group and we're doing a podcast! We're doing a podcast! Woo! Here we go. Wait, does that mean does that mean I have to put on like a like a heavy Cornish accent? Because I will. I'll do it the entire time. Oh man, what happened to Jade? When did Captain Crunch come out of the podcast? <laughs> Shit, Captain Crunch has arrived. Who the hell is wait, no no no, hang on. Who the hell's Captain Crunch? You. Captain Crunch didn't go through six years of captain school. He didn't spend all that time in the mine. <laughs> Reaching the rank of captain. To not be called Captain Crunch of the Mine. In the mine. So he's he's a captain of a mine. And he works at the Minac Theatre on a Saturday. <laughs> That's a reference you won't get, Josh, but there yeah. we go. Being a deep northerner. Gentlemen. Gentlemen! What are we here to talk about today? Well, first of all, I'm Sleeve McDurkle. Sleeve McDurkle. Sleeve McDykel. Is it Dykel? I don't think you can say that, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I but it's like Michael. That. It's like, like you know... I, I, I'm Todd Gonzalez. Oh, uh, what was that? <laughs> uh, I am, and I uh, am the Honourable Bobson, Bobson Dugnett. Bobson Dugnett, everybody. <laughs> ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Mr. Bobson Dugnett. <laughs> Mr. Bobson Dugnett. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, who are you? Uh, well, I go first. Um, okay, I, I'm Josh, and I'm from Scotland, and also, I'm an alcoholic. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm Adam, I'm from England, and I'm definitely an alcoholic. Hi, Adam. <laughs> I'm, I'm JJ, I'm not from England, I'm from Cornwall, and I'm definitely not an alcoholic. I drink, oh, well like, done. maybe once a week. You're proof that this system works, then. I've been attending this meet. I've been attending this meeting for so long now that I just, I just don't need it. I don't feel the need. So, so gentlemen, we're here to discuss uh, one thing. Have you ever robbed a stage? <gasps> robbed a stage, Dutch. That's robbed a that's stage, Dutch. That's his gimmick. So JJ is <laughs> the impressions guy. That's um. That's his his bit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. I think I've voiced this before to you, but just by that point in the game, you've done so much robbing and killing that his reaction seems so unmerited. Yeah, it you know really what I mean? does. <laughs> you literally blow up a train. I like 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 five minutes in. I love how we I love how we're going. Oh, late game. Oh my god, late game from like the offset. It's been five minutes and we're already like, hey, guess what? Yeah, you know what. You know what? See if someone is watching this and they haven't played Red Dead, bro. You haven't played Red Dead too, bro. You haven't played bro, Red you Dead. Haven't played Red Dead. Oh my god! Title S- plugin? Snap. Um. Oh, title plug. Title plug, bro. You haven't played Red Dead. So, so Red Dead two. You did you guys get it on launch or were you late to the party? 
I got it at the start of 2020. 2020? It was the first Jesus. thing I basically did this year. It's a, a staggering game, really. It's It takes you on a journey that you... <laughs> Lost for words, ladies and gentlemen. Lost for words. The podcast is ruined. The podcast is... is I'm just on my fourth coffee, so I'm, I've suddenly gone up the hit of coffee. <laughs> that, that was, that was the, the noise of caffeine hitting you. Was that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> It was <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, yeah, I started playing it this year, and I was just blown away by the the cinematography of it and how it takes you on a journey. It's like watching seven seasons of your favorite program ever. Yeah, I get that. But you're in it. Yeah, and you're and you're doing it. The joys the of interactive entertainment. Yeah, i.e., video and games. On that, on a similar vein to that, I really enjoyed like. Obviously, the cinematic nature of it, but like also the way like it felt like people are already kind of new. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, of course. yeah. They establish a who's who and Bond from the onset. Yeah, and I like that. What is it? What is it? Arthur and um, oh, the chef. What's the chef Pearson. called? Mister Ah oh, Pearson. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like straight from the offset. You know, he's an absolute weirdo. <laughs> Arthur's like, like, I do my utmost to avoid you. <laughs> But literally, the first thing you do is you, you're you're launched into this icy world where horse testicles shrink, and you've got <laughs> and your your footsteps in the snow, and it's it's beautiful. And the first thing you do is rescue this lady with your seven best mates in the world, and it's just well, well, not your seven, your six best mates because Micah Bell is there. Micah Micah Bellend. Green. Uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> as um, spoiler spoiler alert, as uh, an eventual antagonist, what do, what do you think of Micah Bell as like the final? You know that 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 kind of reveal almost at the very end. You know he was always like an asshole, but that reveal is, is him as yeah. As what do you think about it's, that? How it, do you feel about the that? betrayal? The betrayal is you. You know he's going to do it. I, I kind of you you yeah. see the demise of Dutch, and we can talk about that separately. But Micah, you just know from the offset, he's just a nasty piece of work. He's a piece. He? I was oh great minds. I was going to say piece of work. Yeah, he's just it's his, it's everything about him. It's his design as well. They even like twin. Yeah. They twist like bits of his mustache hair. I don't know if you guys have noticed yeah, that. He's a bit disgusting he looking. Is, you know what I mean? Like. like yeah, he's quite he's not clean. He's got this dirty hat on. I noticed that the most in Guarma with his little pot belly's hanging out is shut, and it's just you're like, Ew. no offense to anyone with a pot belly that's listening to this, but none no, taken. No, 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 his no. specific pot belly. It's just so it's very unexpected. Um, I would, although to be fair, um, I was thinking about this, and I think that, like, yeah, like you saw it coming, but I would almost have liked to be or been someone else and to be surprised, maybe. Who's still alive at that? Like, if it's like somewhat yeah. Charles, imagine Char- it turned out Charles was the dad. Oh, don't, don't, imagine. don't. You leave that precious angel boy alone. <laughs> it was Charles. Charles was my oh. absolute favourite. If it was uncle, if it was uncle, just like drunk in the corner, going, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> All along the Pinkertons. <laughs> um, pause. Pause, let's pause here a second. Uh, I need to go and grab another set of earphones because these are about to run out. Ooh, 
Oh, look at me. I got more than one set of earphones. Oh, Mr. Rich Boy. Oh, look at me. I got so much money. Oh, someone's furlough came through. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting here for the government to message me. <laughs> Where's he from? What a beautiful world we live in. <laughs> there's a tiger, and there's a tiger king. <laughs> and I'll bet you anything, Carol Baskin is up there on a broomstick. Pissing all over my tigers. Talking to the Pinkertons. <laughs> the Pinker Tigers. The Pinker Tigers. The Tigertons. <laughs> the Tigertons. Oh, man. Hey. I've got my little thing yeah. I want to talk about. Give me, give me a second because I've, oh, got, like, okay. I've got a bit of a problem here, a technical issue, so to speak. That's okay. We're just doing some Class A stuff at the moment. Okay. One of the big selling points of the game was the gigantic open world oh. that is just stunningly oh beautiful. Oh my god, yes. Should we discuss okay, that? Okay, so, yeah. absolutely. Let's let's talk about, let's first of all talk about how great it is, and then I will say something about the missions that may ruin it for you, and I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, kinda, I kinda don't want to, part of me doesn't want to. You know, um, you know see if it's what I think you're going to say, I might agree with you. Oh, okay. But we'll get to that, we'll get to that. I think we should start off with uh, the horse riding in general. The footprints. Oh my effing lord. <laughs> it's incredible. If you're in snow, if you're in mud, if you're in whatever, it's incredible. And like when your horse wades through the water as well. That's some realism. I like I like how when you go through the water, it cleans your horse as well. Like oh, it's having yeah. a bath. 100%. Oh, but I like brushing my horse though, because it makes me feel an intimate connection. You know when it something something that you lack in, in in real life. Yes. Oh, do you know the voice actor for Arthur Morthen? Uh, Arthur Morthen? Arthur Morgan. Uh, okay. Arthur Morthen. Uh, Arthur uh, Morthen. Roger Clark. Uh, Roger Clark. Yeah, Roger Clark. He. Um, I was watching this interview with him, and he he recorded the the like what he says to the horse and stuff. And apparently, he did it really late in the day. Um, and they asked him to re-record it, and he was like, oh, what's wrong with it? And he, they played him the stuff back, and it just sounded like this. It just sounded like, yeah, that's my girl. That's a girl. Good girl. Oh, who's my girl? And he was like, oh, yeah, we're recording that again. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't see any problem with that. I can't see any problem <laughs> You don't I'm think that could be misconstrued in any sense of, of anything? Just just that. No confusion. No, definitely no horse porn. Horse play. In Red Dead Redemption oh, 2. Oh, yeah. That's my girl. That's my girl. And a boy. <laughs> Here's my boy. <laughs> uh, I didn't like uh, the beginning of the open world, the snow. I liked going back to the snow area, but I didn't Ooh, like uh, okay. that beginning. I, Why? Okay, let What's me wrong re, with let it? Me re, let me rephrase how I'm saying that. I I appreciated it and I liked it when I first started playing. You know what I mean? But I feel like they were a little bit overindulgent with it. You know what I mean? Like It, it was a bit too slow. Like I got no. the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, you know oh, so I mean? you, th- you think it took too long? Yeah, I think it took too long at the start. You think it took too long? Okay. I was so mesmerised by the scenery, I didn't really care how long it took me to, to walk up a hill. I thought it was beautiful. I thought, I thought so out, out of all of the bits, right, I liked 
Um, I like the mission where you find you meet Sadie. Uh, you would. And I like the one, <laughs> the one where you go and <laughs> the one where you go and save John. That one where you go and save John, I thought was like in terms of just like the, the world. Just made it look so gorgeous. Even the soundtrack playing in the background worked. Well, that was so okay. carefully thought out. But then I was just like, I don't know. I just that whole because it's essentially just a training segment. You know, what hang I mean? on, hang I on. Just, a, no, no, Josh, Josh, hang on a second, mate. Hang on a second, mate. So you're telling me you didn't like the first part of the game, um, as in it was a bit slow and everything like that. But you think, just think, described. No, being... You just said. You just said. <laughs> I like these two missions, which are the only things you do in that the first part of the game. No, there's a lot of it. There's quite a few bits. But, um, no, but I mean... Is that? I didn't like that you couldn't... Like, I didn't like the open world wasn't open, and which is, I don't know, my, my criticism of this is completely contradictory to other things, I believe, but I just think it was just... Even just the pacing of it, you know what I mean? The sa- If you had this, the same missions... But just the pacing of it was just a little bit faster. Like it was just okay. slow enough that there was a couple of times I fell out of the idea that they were in a dire situation. You know what I mean? Because they weren't being frantic like you enough. Had just enough freedom. Yeah, they, they, they had enough freedom that you could kind of plod around. Mm. You know what I mean? But not enough that you could just fuck off. But in saying that, though, I am um, I I. I really urge people that haven't played it yet to minimise their experience. Initially. You know what I mean? Like, don't go to segment. Yeah, don't go to segments of the map, like, that are, like, way... So, like, say, like, don't go to Sandy. No. Because when you arrive there on the on the missions and when you go yeah. through the different chapters, the first time you arrive in those new places, you're like, how, did I, how, have, I, how have I never been here before? How have I never been here? Yeah. Oh, like, I, that happened to me with the uh, the mine. You know, there's a, there's a sort of mine in, like... In yeah, like the yeah. north east of the map. Oh, the mining town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that called? Uh, Ansberg. Ansberg. Yeah, yeah. Ansberg. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the first bit, like I think, I think the fact that it starts off narrow—I wouldn't say is the right word—but it's it is a bit of a smaller section of the world. I think the fact the fact that it starts off it's it's almost like it starts off as as a seed, and then it kind of sprouts. And then okay. it goes everywhere, and you've got roots, and suddenly you're like, "Oh my god!" I, I like that kind of shock factor. And you see that on the map. You as the map grows, as you go to different places. Like I didn't, yeah, although yeah. having played the first one years and years and years ago, I didn't even think Armadillo was going to be in the map. I thought we've done, we've got everywhere. Armadillo. And suddenly, in the in the latter part of the game, you extend this whole like leg that comes out of the bottom left of the map. So it's exactly what you mean, what you're just saying. Yeah. Well, well, it's like they you can go to Blackwater before, and Blackwater is, is a location in the game, and something happened in Blackwater. That's so ominous, the way you said that. Though. Something happened in Blackwater. Something happened in Blackwater. Yeah, well, that, yeah, but that's how they treat it, isn't it? They're like, we can't go back to Blackwater. We can't go back to Blackwater. Okay, okay, and it's like, okay, what happened in Blackwater? Let's, piece, let's together here try and piece together what happened in Blackwater. Because you kind of okay. get told, but there's so much. You can read Arthur's journal, and it tells you quite a lot from from memory. Is it not? Um, they were trying to rob a boat that supposedly had a lot of money coming. Yes, in. but they were caught out by the Pinkertons. Well, that doesn't surprise me. And then apparently Dutch shot someone, shot a girl, like just a random innocent lady. Yeah, yeah, 
Because that's the thing about Dutch, isn't it? He is, in yeah, two he's... senses of the word, a lady killer. <laughs> like, you know, he's he's charming, yeah. isn't he? Like... And he's charismatic, and he, he brings this band of, yeah. of uh, thugs together. He's very, um, yeah, he's very charismatic. Yeah. He's such, like, in the beginning of the game, he's such a beautiful father figure. And then as you, as you progress, um, it's kind of like, there's a moment in the game where he's like, uh, he kind of has to remind Arthur of that. And, uh, and you're like, that's when you know you're Some losing it. Some would say... He's Some like, would argue that a lot of real-life fathers are like that. Well, uh, and that's all for this evening, folks. We'll see yep. you. <laughs> the, um, one of my... Going, like, going back to the open world and things like that, um, I really enjoy just the kind of little mysteries that there is. Uh, when you, you mean when you're walking around and you bump into a, a character... Or the KKK, or things yeah, like that. Like just yeah, oh, that's secrets. awful. I fell down so many YouTube holes, um, mm. going, go, like you know, yeah. like trying to. These guys are on trying to work out these kind of unmarked kind of mysteries and secrets yeah. and things. Just little snippets yeah. of stuff going on. And I like that because it makes it feel kind of like a real, a real world. You know what I mean? It makes you. It makes it feel like there's more yeah. going on in the world than just your story. Yeah, like the stuff going on in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you can ignore it or you can intervene, but it doesn't matter. Like there's bits where people are just building houses, and then the, throughout the chapters you go through, and the, you come back to this area, and the house is like a bit more built. You, can, you come back again like a couple of hours yeah. later, and it's been fully built. Talking about this, I would say this is the best example of a lived-in open world. I 100 nobody. Agree feels like a plot device in any sense of the word. We don't have any Skyrim people running into walls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Skyrim does it pretty well. Like, when you first go to River... What is it? River, River Run. River yeah. Run? Skyrim does it in a way, though, that it doesn't feel organic. Like, everyone that's that has something to offer you is quite clearly placed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you like this? Let's, let's, let, let's just say... Um, Skyrim did come out nine oh, no, years no, we're ago not now. Skyrim. Um, if you look at, <laughs> it's, no, it's no excuse. It's... <laughs> if you look at video game progression, <laughs> Skyrim is still pretty amazing. Maybe we should talk about Skyrim in another episode. We should do just a, an Elder Scrolls episode. Elder Scrolls, bro, you haven't the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> bro, you haven't scrolled. <laughs> bro, you haven't scrolled. But all you haven't <laughs> do do whatever it's called. You know what's the shout? F- oh, Fusrodar. Yeah, bro, you have Oosh. a Fusrodar. Roda! <laughs> oh no, we've just done a Fusrodar. Oh no. Nobody say the other one. Nobody say arrow to the knee. Oh no, I said it. <laughs> um, so, going back to them, like, talking about mysteries and things, um, I think by far my my favourite kind of unexplained thing in like Red Dead as a series is the, the Strange Man. Because it's just so mysterious. Like, it's, there's so. And he references the story and things. I'm like, who is this dude? What do you think? Who do you think? What do you think of him? Well, there's a thing of like, um, in the first Red Dead, which is set after the second Red what? Dead. What? No way! Too confusing. I know. <laughs> it's a prequel. Um, there's a moment where John Marston um, shoots the strange man. Yes. Yeah. And nothing happens. That's creepy. But also. It's made even more creepy by there's not a lot else in the game that is 
that far. I mean, you allegedly bump into yeah, a vampire like a in Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he go- he goes down just like any other dude. So you're kind of yeah, like, oh, strange. okay, it's just a bit weird. Probably just a weird guy. I think he's death, man. I think he's I think he's meant to be the Reaper in Red Dead One. He says that. Well, he references. Got, see, I'm tying it all in. We were talking about the the Blackwater job. He references that as well, saying he was there. Um, he says he was there, and he says he saw. He knows the name of the girl Dutch shot. Yeah, that's creepy. Okay, we have spoken quite a lot about um, yes. characters and story, okay. but I always find. What people never talk about enough with yes. Red Dead is the gameplay. More specifically, okay. the gunplay. The gunplay. JJ, hit us with what you think. Well, people talk about hunting a lot. And hunting's, hunting is great in that game. You have to get um, specific weapons um, for... For different animals. They have, and they have their own micro-ecosystem as well. So, like, um, boars will, like... F- like forage and stuff and if you kill a body or if or if a body dies in some other way it rots over time over yeah, in-game cool. time i think that's awesome anyway but yeah once actually with hunting you can do this thing where you get on a horse and if you kind of just spam the sprint button and then lasso the animal and then yeah you knife it yeah you can knife it but that's horrible it's horrible because the the does really do have doughy eyes, and as soon as you get it, Sever and it's like pulling backwards. It's it. Oh, it's horrible! You're looking right at it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this one out here, JJ. No one's forcing you to do that. Yeah, you don't have to do this. You can kill it from a long way away, or you could just leave it alone. Yeah, but I like my three star pelts, man. <laughs> I really do. Um... <laughs> Sweet <nice. laughs> Life, it's life, a life cartoon. Lessons from JJ Harding. It's a cartoon. Um, my my girlfriend was watching me as I was hunting once, and she like was genuinely mad at me for a few hours when I got this like little adorable buck, and I, and it was making the ho- this horrible noise, just like, oh, oh, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Well, you know what? She's mad at you when she watches you kill it, but I bet she still wears those sweet, sweet fox pelt scarves. And she loves those Christmas presents. She oh loves yeah, bear skin rugs. She loves for, those. Yeah. She loves those in-game, in-game mink skin coats. <laughs> yeah, she just loves the fact there's just no bullet holes in it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we talk about. Um... <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think of the gunplay? You like it? It's it's quite strategical, I think. You've got to place yourself behind barrels, and if there are too many things. Oh, do you think it's do you think it's strategic, or do you think? I, I don't, I don't know because sometimes I think sometimes I feel yeah. it's a bit of a breeze. Yeah, like there's not a lot of difficulty in there. Um, but every now and again, the game just goes, "Oh, here you go." There's 18 guys, but from every angle this time, not just in front it is of you. It's like that. You will, you will play two hours of just riding around, lassoing does, and getting their pelts, and then out of nowhere, you're launched into this ambush of seemingly endless men just shooting you from every angle. En- endless dudes. <laughs> I need more dudes. <laughs> so I have a. Here we I go. Want, this is oh, not no. really a story, here we go. But I, some an experience I had in the game that I'd like to. It's basically <laughs> it's that illusion of of 
there's other of non-linearly. There's parts in it that I feel are are a bit too much on rails. Like I I feel like there's parts where there's a kind of clear identity crisis of the in the game of it wanting to be this really open kind of almost RPG. Oh, it is an RPG. And a, a bit then an on the rails. Yeah. But then but then there's parts that just completely de- dive into being an on the rails shooter. Like for example, um, in the mission at the kind of oil field, I think you have to break into the foreman's office and get the yeah. So I oh yeah 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 climbed on a thing and climbed in the window and it failed me. Right. What? What did you get because spotted though? Go... No, I said I, I I went out of the mission bounds because I didn't do it in the way that I was supposed to do it. But then I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm like decide one of them, and I also on the same vein, I'm like, I feel like see that that last portion of the game, well not the last portion, the last portion, the last portion of Arthur Morgan's story. Of Arthur Morgan's story. Yeah. R.I.P. Feels compared. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, feels compared to the, the rest. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Everybody, well done. Spoiler scan. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Skimming about that. Spoiler alert! Doobing about that. I just feel like so much of that is just like so on rails. You know what I mean? Like not on rails, but you're you're quite you're very very funneled into. By by that point in the game, you have this. I don't know how how long it is. Sixty hours worth of gameplay or something, and your character has yeah. contracted a disease, so he he's got limited time. My my example is my example is so like people really they clearly really really wanted you to get the um like the the good ending you know what I mean the supposed canon ending the good ending with good karma um, yeah because at the end of the game you get so many choices flung at you that have huge morale boost awards. You know what I mean? Like, if you choose the good option, you get, like, an insane amount of... Oh. So, it, it kind of... It, it negates out... I feel like, it, to an extent, it negates the choices you made before. It's almost like it doesn't matter at all. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but despite my... Despite my hunting, I actually did get... <laughs> I actually got um, Max Morale at around Chapter 3. Yeah, I got it really early. Okay, I almost... But I did chase the bar. I chased the white hat. You know... When Arthur Morgan first finds out he's got TB and he walks out of the, the doctor's office and he's sort of stumbling down the street a little bit and he's got clouded vision that goes black yeah. and white and an animal walks across. What animal did you see? The stag. I was like, I, oh, the I, yeah. yeah, a buck. It's a buck. Isn't I it? saw a wolf. It's actually a coyote. Oh. So I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, uh, yeah, a coyote. I think the, your morale affects... Yeah, your morale affects certain cutscenes. Wow. That is cool. Yeah, but that I found that uh, that that part of it quite um, tacky. Tacky. With the animals, <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. Tacky. Yeah, but the, the but, animals. Yeah, it was quite tacked on. You know what I mean? It just felt like like. No, no, it's not because he keeps having the dream of the buck. It's it's it represents him. He's being yeah, chased throughout his whole life. He's always running. No, it's like, brilliant. It. It's wonderful imagery. It's his Patronus. <laughs> it is. It's great. <laughs> The, no, the full thing, the full, it's the full thing of, like, the fact that it's to do with his morale rather than the, your yeah. morale choices rather than the story. Yeah, I get you that. You know what I mean? It's a nice little touch. Yeah, but... It's a bit he, tacked on is we no, need to have, we need to have a consequence story-wise 
for the choices you've made. So you, we'll just you do have a consequence story-wise. It you... makes no, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you, it makes sense. Like mm. it make they make sense, but it feels more like a like it feels more like it doesn't serve anything. You know what I mean in the story, other than to be like this is because you made these choices. You know what I mean? I know it's it's uh, no 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 it's 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 imagery. It's it's a reflection of what he. What I feel like is. over the course of this series, we're going to disagree a lot, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Be all right. Specifically, me and JJ. No, I respect. I respect your views. I respect your views. I just don't respect you. I respect your views. You're just. You're just wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I think it's nice. I think it's sweet. Uh, the one thing this game does really well is subtlety. Like whether it's graphics, yeah. whether it's story. I mean, whether you're robbing a stage <laughs> or a bank. Yeah, that's something. Like I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even know you'd see a coyote if you did. No, I didn't either. You I was know, watching a YouTube things. clip yesterday, and I, it was that scene, and I, I just saw this doe come across. I was thinking, I didn't see that. Do you know your um, another cutscene that changes uh, depending on your morale? You know when you save the the kind of army dude and you put oh, him on yeah, the train. Yeah. Yes. And you have the conversation at the train station. Do you know if you've got good morale, uh, it's worth. Um, the nun, the nun. bad morale is with the heroin addict. Is is he also like a priest or something? What's his name? Do you know who I'm talking about? I, I know you're talking about the one who you have to like rescue right at the start. You have to chase him down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's on the train track. What is it, Father? You know who uh, I mean, though. Father something? Yeah, I know who you mean. We all, I think we know who you mean. It's a very, it's a kind of similar conversation. Like you're a bit more hard-hearted when you're talking to him than. Yeah, of course. I think that was one of the most emotional bits for me. And Arthur drops Arthur drops a bombshell yeah. there, didn't he? I'm scared. He's like, I had a son once. He died, and you're like, oh my god, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's like this guy. Where did this come from? Tormented life. Yeah. Well, I always think he looks younger than how old he is. He's only maybe like in his thirties. Hmm. Yeah, it's a different time though. I guess like you probably have you probably have a kid at like sixteen yeah, no, back then. Yeah. And then obviously he he met um, the wonderful Mary, Mary Linton. Linton. Slag. Yep. <laughs> Slag. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unnecessary. Oh, t- oh t- take me to the girl, see the theater. <laughs> what are they doing? They're doing the can-can and Arthur's just like, now this is a show. <laughs> I find it so heartbreaking, man, when you come back from um, Guarma and you have the letter for her, from her saying like she, oh, saying, no, like, she waited know. for you and then you never turned up. I was like, oh man. <sighs> Should we do Guama? Yeah, let's do Let's talk about Guama. I think, right, what they mean by Guama, ladies and gentlemen, is they mean the gold bar. The gold bar. Oh, the gold bar. We have been back and forthing between this. So, uh, we're set, John, setting I, the scene. Should I, I we set the scene Josh, a little bit? No, actually, Adam, Adam, I feel like you're more impartial. You set the scene on this one. <laughs> right, so, gold bars. Okay, we're in Guama. It's basically. Cuba. I'm sure the Guarma people, the people of Guarma, <laughs> if you're listening, the we know you're not. We know you're not basically Cuba. You're your own place. Sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. This, you're your own fictional peoples. Is that not a real place? All our Guamanese listeners. I thought Guarma was a real place. No, Guatemala's real. Oh man. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> I was so convinced Guarma was a real place. The Guamanese. <laughs> isn't Guana? I think Guana is a real place, isn't it? Ghana. Oh yeah, Ghana. And, okay, so Guama is basically an island in the Caribbean that's mixed between Ghana and Guatemala. Right, we're in Guama. Dutch being Dutch has just charmed an entire island 
into being on his side. Can you give me an impression and one sentence of Dutch Charming an Island? Dutch Charming an Island? Okay. I want to hear this impression. Can you say anything of Dutch Charming yeah, an Island? The native people of... No, not even the people, like the actual physical landmass <laughs> of an island. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good luck. Hello there, Guama. I think you have some beautiful shores. And you got less trees and my god, those birds are exotic. Well done. That was great. That was beautiful. Okay, gold bar gate. Yeah. Going to the gold bar. Gold bar. Gonna have a gold bar. Gold bar. That wound hasn't healed for me. The wound? Let's let's see if we can reopen this wound then. Okay. Go for it, man. Okay, so the gold bars. Oh god. There is an old lady. <laughs> oh, I can't say it. I, don't, I can't say it. I can't say it. Okay. How I will say it, I will tell <laughs> the fucking tragic tale of the gold bar. So, you're, you're trying to escape the island. There's all out kind of carnage going on, and, and Arthur and Dutch are going through this kind of. It's like a tunnel or something. Like an old lady's. She's showing them the way. And then, for her troubles, he hands her a gold bar. But then, for some reason, he decides to strangle her to death. But that's that's not. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. That's it's not what not, bothers me. No. It's not for some reason. She asks him for more money. Oh, yeah. She okay, asks him true. for another one. She says it's not enough. And he's like, well, I've already given you this. And, and like, that's when they have an argument well, and he doesn't know what she's that's saying. Just ex- that's. This executes my this this explains my point further, Ren. Oh. That, that backs me up. Oh, the no. fact that the fact that what have I done? I've given that, him ammunition. You have the fact, <laughs> the fact that she asks him for more money and he says no, obviously because I don't. It doesn't. It values his money, right? He strangles her to death. No, he doesn't. He doesn't give her the, the money point, because he doesn't have any more. Because he's stranded at, on an at, island. Right, but like, let me finish. Let me finish. He strangles her, right? And doesn't pick back up the gold bar. Ah, like why not? We all noticed this the first time we played it. We all noticed he strangles this old woman, but he doesn't pick up the bar that he's just given her. His whole thing is money, money, money. I need to do this for money so we can get to Tahiti and shit. Yeah, it really bothers me. No, it's not. It's he's not doing but, but, it for okay, money. I had a th- I, I had to think about that, JJ. Right? Okay, okay. Here we go. You go because first. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you speak. You, to you, it's a plot point, right? We think okay. it's a plot point. But for yeah. me... Adam and me are team plot oversight. point. You think it's a bloody am... oversight somehow. Right. Somehow. Let, let, oversight. Me oh, let me explain. God. Let me explain. Oh, Josh. Right. <laughs> I... It's so clearly... Like, why... I don't... It, does, it doesn't go with anything with his character. I get what you're saying, but, like, surely to illustrate that the point of, oh, it's just a show, it's not about the money anymore, it just is... He's gone crazy, he's gone mad. Yeah, he's gone crazy. Surely they could have had Arthur then picking up the gold bar and being like... And there's no option, is there? There's no option. No, because Arthur's shocked. It feels so much like an oversight. No, no, Arthur's Arthur's father figure has just strangled a woman, left a gold bar... (laughs) (laughs) And and just... But it's supposed to be an RPG of sorts, like you said, so why isn't there even the option to pick the gold bar up other than they didn't put it... They didn't... There's no gold bar physically coded into being on her because 
they forgot. This is a game of 2,000 pages of script. Yeah. Like 300,000 separate animations. They didn't forget. They did not. How could they forget? How could they forget? If anything, because because there's more of it, to me, it makes it seem more likely that they forget. What? Also, right? Also, it's in the end game, and, you know, you remember, like, all that stuff with, like, Rockstar being, like, heavy pushed and, like, crunch time and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. To me, there being an oversight, it makes sense, and it just, to me, it's not strong enough to stand as, like, this is intentional. Okay. Okay. The reason, the reason it was left is because, by this point, after everything that's happened, Dutch has become very desensitized to pretty much everything else. See, so, so desensitized to. Oh, hang on, how, how am I going to phrase this? The killing of old women. Yeah, he's so he's desensitized to murder. He just doesn't care anymore. He's a vengeful creature as well. When he just straight up comes up to Leviticus Cornwall and they try to do a truce, and he's he doesn't want to do a truce. He didn't want that at all in the first place. He's a manipulator. He is a liar. All he wanted to do was get his gun out and shoot him between the eyes, and he did. This woman, this woman wronged him. This woman defied him. He is the god of his own world. And in that, and in that defiance, she got executed. Because that's what he's like. He's a control freak. I I agree with that. I agree with that. But also, I don't understand why you can't have both. You know what I mean? Why can't he be? As you're saying, like, and as he is, this kind of person that's the god of his own world, and yeah. he's just got a pure lust for for blood, essentially, um, and chaos, but also be completely money hungry, like, mm. like he is the full game, and he's constantly trying to plan jobs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is this is funny. This is such like a minute point in the game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is not an important thing. But you're right though. This is this is one of the great things about Red Dead. It opens up these conversations. It opens up like well, exactly, exactly how much you. I mean, and in my opinion, the fact that you think that's an oversight and you've noticed that oversight in this massive world just means We've, that they, yeah, we all noticed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just it just means that the game's got us paying attention. It was really invested, and in that it, exactly. is something not a lot of games do. Exactly. Well, yeah, I will get yeah, a hundred percent. Before, um, you know, I don't know uh, what else you guys want to talk about, but before we end up trying to try to wrap this up, I do have something I, I wanted to discuss. Get it off your chest. Get it off that huge benching benching ninety kg chest of yours, buddy. Benching five hundred kg chest. <laughs> Come on, Eddie this Hall. This is the self-plugging part of the podcast. <laughs> Come on, Eddie I Hall. Follow my only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your PB, buddy. Give us your PB. Bob some Dugnet at OnlyFans.co.uk. Big chest Dugnet. <laughs> Big chest Dugnet. Big chest Dugnet. Um. No, but um. Yeah, I I want to talk about I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about like um, video game characters as like a a whole like the current kind yes of yes you do state of like specifically like I don't know like male protagonists in games there is definitely a, a trend happening just now with female protagonists that I will touch on but well. maybe maybe we could man. maybe we could discuss the female characters when we talk about something like I don't know Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe yeah yeah or, or like or the Tomb new Tomb Raiders or... yeah the new the new ones. I think I know where you're going though, Josh. It's the the re- the redemption saga. 
Yeah, it's the male it's protagonist. The, the, the yes. older male protagonist that some he's done something bad or something bad. Wait, and he's trying to, to right his wrongs. And now it's like ten years later, and now he's like not even always trying to right his wrongs. He's just growing as a person or like making up for something that happened in the past. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah of course. So um, this is this is such a good point, uh, and I feel like we should definitely talk about this. Uh, and maybe we'll probably come back to this when we do an episode of of God of War because this is a big thing. Yeah, yes. that's a good example. That's yeah, a good yeah. point. Um, it's a good example. But what I, I completely agree with you guys on the whole dad protagonist thing, and and here's do you want to do you want to know why I think I think it's the case. Why video gaming now is over forty years old, and a lot of the developers of older games like 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 God of War, um, and like the first Dead Redemption. It's been about 10 years since the first Red Dead Redemption, I want to say. Yeah, so the, yeah. the fan base is... Yeah. No, it's the developers that are getting older and the fan, pa- and the fan base as well. Yeah, I totally agree um, what you're saying with these um, pro-dadanists. pro-dadanists. Oh, pro-dadanists. nice. Pro-dadanists. Oh, wow. Weezy. That's, Ladies and gentlemen, joking, we um, got him. How do you think that this kind of new, I want to say like archetype, of character fits in with Red Dead 2 with that kind of... How does it of, fit in with Red know, Dead specifically? Compared, comparing John Marston to Arthur Morgan, I think Arthur Morgan's, like... Although you can find a lot of his backstory in terms of in-game, he's a bit of a blank page. Like, I think that's good because, because you, you can, can... build upon him. Yeah, you can really imprint yourself in it, but where do you think that fits in the kind of zeitgeist of, of gaming protagonist? Do you know, do you think there's anything it's similar to? I don't think Arthur Morgan is is as charismatic as John Marston. Really? To be honest. No, I, I don't I think, think he's... I don't I think, think he's as charismatic, character. but um, I definitely think Arthur Morgan has more sex appeal. Sex appeal? Oh, 100%. He, oh yeah, he, he really well, does. Abigail doesn't think so, so... I would be playing Red Dead and Phoebe would be like, oh, are you, are, you, are, you, are you playing as Arthur right now? And I'd be like, yeah. And she'd be like, oh, <laughs> have you got any cutscenes coming up? And I'd be like, yeah. And she'd be like, sweet. Yeah. And just start sitting there, just, just staring. And I'm like, um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Well, there we go. John Marston is a sex icon. No, not John. Arthur. Oh, sorry. No, Arthur. Morgan I mean, John's, is a sex John's, icon. John's, John's. Like you know, he's all right. I mean, That's well, no, nah, he's he's a handsome man, but he's he's different. He's like he's rugged. He's rugged. Yeah, he's a bit. He's, he's, he's a bit edges. of a bad boy, and I know Arthur's a bad boy too. But Arthur has a bit of wisdom behind him, you know. Arthur's a soft one. Arthur's a bit more soft. Yeah, he is. I think that's the point, isn't it? I think in the first part of the game, as soon as we realise the Mary Linton thing, we're like, oh, yeah. Tin Man, you do have a heart. But uh, <laughs> but up until then, like Arthur kind of... It's very obvious yeah. what he is. He is the muscle of that group. Yeah. And then he kind of progresses and sees a bit of... He sees John going in the same direction as he does. And that's when he starts to impart that kind of softer side. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. One other thing I'd like to touch on. Okay, I found I found an article written by a lady called Jessica Hoffman Davis, who is Ooh. Dutch's real mum. Oh, well, the voice actor's real mum. And she. Oh. oh, amazing! Yeah, and she took it upon herself after this is really cool. She took it upon herself to play the game. She's a, she's an old lady. She's never played the PlayStation before. She and that's the first game she played. <sighs> It's amazing. That's it's, incredible. It's really, really cool. And she, 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 she describes. Difficult. I mean, most of the article is her describing 
how to like press buttons on a controller. It's, it's, oh, it's endearing. Wait, it's can, really can cool. we read this? Is this published somewhere or is this cool? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll send it to you and I'll, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it okay, in the okay. link. And um, yeah. Link it below. I'll link it below. It's called The Re- Reconceptualization of Video Game as a Work of Art. And she sits there and she says she was so immersed in this world that she felt almost ostracized from for so long because it, it's quite daunting if you've got big games, fast paced. Because it's got that slow nature, you can just sit into it, and I think it's a perfect game for yeah, oh, the old yeah. generation. I really, I, w- I w- if I had the money, I would buy my dad a PS4 and send him that with yeah. Red Dead in it. Just ah, oh, he loves cowboy movies as well. It, I think it's ideal for any. It's a perfect vessel of storytelling yeah. for anyone to get into. I think. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay, before we finish, everybody, JJ. How many how many robbed stages out of ten would you give Red Dead Two? I give Red Dead Redemption Two uh, ten. Ten out of ten. What a game. <laughs> ten out of ten. I feel like I'll be saying this a lot. Ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. Adam, how many how many tuberculosis coughs? <laughs> and give us all give the coughs. Red Dead Two. <laughs> Can we do it that one is the top and ten is the the bottom? No. <laughs> Who no, do you okay. think you are? No. <coughs> is that nine? Can you do it again? I lost count. <laughs> oh. I'll okay, how many I'll was give... that nine? Oh, I was, I'll okay. give you another one. <coughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. It was a 10 out of 10, boys. Oh! I'm going to give... What? How many gold bars out of 10? How many gold bars? Uh, I'm going to give a solid 9 gold bars out of 10. Or 9, nine freezing, shrinking horse balls out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> earlobes! We didn't talk about the earlobes! No, it's too late okay, so now. the sun can shine through earlobes in this game. Time. Did it. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. Goodbye! Goodbye! I've been Sleeve McDermott.